Alrighty, good morning everyone, welcome to another episode of the Audio Podcast, episode number 50. Hey! 50! That's a milestone, surely. Yeah, two, week, two weeks off the, uh, off the year, so uh, good morning Alex, how are you? No good. No good, alright, let's start with you. So I felt super, super anxious all week. Okay. I've, I've not had a, and there's no reason to. Right. I've had, I've been doing deals, mm-hmm. I've been making you, good money. You've definitely been busier at work, for yeah. sure. I've got contracts on my houses, which seem are to my liking. Yep. Uh, still been to the gym. I missed. I went twice at the start, but couldn't do Thursday because I had a client. Okay. Kicking goals. Everything's good. Mm. But I feel really down. Really. So, what I'm going to try and do is get off coffee for a little okay. while. See if that might might do because I've had a couple of those flying powers as mm. well and two coffees a day I might just just quit it for yep. two three days just try to get your adrenal I'll... glands a reset maybe yeah because there's nothing there's no reason for me to feel down it look it, it, I think a lot of people might feel in the same boat just with everything that's been happening for such a prolonged period of time over the last 18 months but that... I've called, conscious of that I switched it off so yeah, I've okay. watched no news this week yeah. I've, I've, I've I've looked after myself like health wise and yeah. you know but yeah. Well, today's uh, subject's probably going to make you feel even worse then, so, <laughs> um, so apologies that in advance. But one thing that I just wanted to say, look, for a start, um, it's, it's not good that you're not feeling great, mm. even though you do, like you have been killing it this week. Mm. Like I, I call you almost every day, I know how busy you are at work at the moment because you haven't been busy for a couple of months. Mm. Um, obviously, you've ramped up to three days a week at the gym, mm. uh, which... Maybe there might be a fatigue element if you've just added that extra day in and you're going hard an extra day. Mm. Uh, maybe you're a little bit more underdone than, than you're used to. That could be something. Um, but, yeah, look, obviously, it's good to talk about it. Mm. So if anyone out there isn't feeling good, talk about it yeah. because it actually really, really helps. Um, and it, it, whether it even helps you at the time, but also might help you feel better if the people who are around you know that you're going through a tough time as well and they might yeah. be able to give you a bit more support or not say that stupid comment to you that yeah, you know yeah. they would normally have in their coming yeah. out of the back pocket. So, look, not to hear that you're not doing well. Good to know that you've got a plan, mm. though. Uh, see how that goes. I do think that, yeah, getting off stimulants for a bit can definitely help mm. because, obviously, you go like this mm. all the time. So, if you just want to even out, uh, it might be a good thing. So, look, hopefully you're all good. Three or four days or something and... Yeah. Or usually, usually after like the, f- you get he- the headaches for a couple of days and then mm. third or fourth day it's out of your system. So yeah, yeah. I'll try that. Yeah, well, yeah. obviously let us know next week how you feel. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll. Um, Now, the, the, the topic of, of today is I'm going to run through the beautiful coincidental dance uh-huh. between Queensland uh, State of Emergency Declaration and Extensions, uh, lockdowns, yeah. and how they relate to the games of NRL <laughs> that we've been able to enjoy this year. Just another reason to hate NRL. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but before we get into that, I... You keep did, talking, I'm just going to block something over here. Yeah, cool. So, uh, before we get into it, I did some research... Well, I turned the TV on to do some research this morning. I just wanted to catch the news headlines at 7 o'clock. Uh, but I turned the, new, the, the TV on a little bit too early. And being a Saturday, so it, it's beautifully windy Saturday morning, uh, I caught the last three songs on Rage. Right. Now, I haven't watched Rage in a long time because I'm not a massive fan of pop music. So, I mean, I remember... The last time I remember watching Rage consistently was when uh, Mr. Lover Lover by Shaggy was number one. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that'll give you a time for how old I am. Yeah. Uh, but caught the last three songs and was a little bit perplexed by it because obviously I think I'm starting to show my age now as well. So the last three songs... Third last was a K-pop song, mm-hmm. which was five effeminate Korean men in a Wild West setting, uh, multiple outfit changes, but the dynamite outfit was when they all had their own version of double denim, mm-hmm. but a, a banger, like a really you fun song. Give to all our uh, Korean listeners, give us a Cool. <laughs> uh, number two was, you know, Billie Eilish? Yes. So it was her song, which I I felt like it was like it was crap. Like I'm just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> it sucked. It was 
it was like her. I don't. I couldn't understand a word that she was saying. It was like mumbling, sort of. It, it's. It, but we listen to heavy metal, so we can't really criticize her for that. Yeah, I know, but there was no energy either. It kind of sounded like because there's a bit of auto tune in there. It kind of sounded like when a musician is trying to come up with a new melody, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's good, like you know, and they'll and they'll just try to formulate it in their heads right. before the actual song comes out. But then she's gone. I'm Billie Eilish. This will sell. And yeah. she just threw it out there. She's right. And then the film clip looked like Billie Eilish walking down a street at night time having a mental breakdown. And we know how the kids out there love a good mental breakdown these days, so I guess that, that's how it sells. But it was terrible. And song number one was Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was a song, it's called like Bad Habits or something like that. But it was Ed Sheeran in a pink suit uh, pretending he was a vampire, like playing the part of a vampire with all of his vampire friends on what looks like a night out in Surface Paradise. Is that a ginger joke? Because he's a red nut, he can't go out in the daylight anyway? I don't know if that was the artistic direction that the, they were going in. Mm. But but it was just so interesting because the whole... Like, the concept of the video was, like, uh, him and his vampire friends out on a, like on a night out. It looked like a night out in Surface Paradise. Like, there's people everywhere and, mm. you know, they all just start rolling around and so, it was weird. But it just made me think, like... The whole vampire angle... Like, Ed Sheeran's getting older now too, right? He'd be in his 30s, you'd think? Mm. So if Ed Sheeran was out on a night out in Surface Paradise, it'd like be to be like he's a vampire, like, <laughs> preying on children, like young girls. Yeah. Like, you know, like Twilight, right? So one thing that'll always get me about the Twilight movies is why... Is, what's the, the main... I don't know. Main shiny I vampire's I name? I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. Help, help me out. Is it Edward? Yeah, sounds right. Team Edward people were talking about. That's right, yeah. yeah. And Jacob was the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, right at the beginning of the movie, I, I couldn't get through the first one. I was... An ex forced me to try to watch these movies at one point. And... But the thing that always gets me is Edward, right at the beginning of the movie, you meet Edward, he's at his... Like, at his table in a classroom. Oh, I didn't even think about it. He's 2,000 years old or something. He's, yeah, he's like thousands of years old. He's hey, a vampire. He's hanging out in the classroom waiting nothing, for young girls. There's nothing in uh, a vampiranical law that says they're not slow learners. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it was, it was, that was weird. That was weird to me. So, but yeah, seeing... The Ed, Count struggled. That is, that is a good point. What? Oh, but oh, I feel oh. no. Did the count? Okay, no. Maybe it all makes sense. Maybe the count struggled because he just hung out in his castle on his own, right? So he probably didn't have any teachers there. The lessons or anything learned like by that. the newer vampire generation. Go yeah, to school. Go stay to school. in school. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Stay in school. Get a good education. Get, get a, a good education. one thousand year long education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, as uh, as Quagmire once said. Uh, the best thing about high school girls is I keep getting older and they stay the same age. <laughs> So yeah, Ed Ed oh Edward Sheeran. Oh, there's a link there. Oh, Illuminati. Confirmed. Yeah, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Illuminati confirmed, um, <laughs> I just wanted to run through a uh, I'm going to say not brief timeline of Queensland's COVID restrictions because I think it's been extremely interesting and purely coincidental uh, to watch how there's been this beautiful dance of. Uh, the, the restrictions coming into place at certain times and then being lifted so certain events can go on and then come back into place afterwards. And then I'm going to leave you with a couple of predictions, mm. which... Uh, Stop may, saying ah. Okay. Which may sound conspiratorial to you, but time will tell and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So just to start off with, so all the way back on the 29th of January, 2021, mm-hmm. so Queensland recorded their first case of COVID mm-hmm. and a state of emergency uh, was called or declared. And... The expiration date of the state of emergency was the 29th of March. Mm-hmm. Now, state of emergency is what they need to put in place so they can enforce all the COVID restrictions. So your mask mandates, lockdowns. your social distancing, lockdowns, 14-day quarantines, etc. Sure. Uh, so fast forward to the 29th of March. So on the day that the state of emergency was due to expire, we went into a three-day lockdown due to seven locally acquired cases, and the state of emergency got extended again to the 29th of June. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward. So saying, uh, fast forward again to State of Origin Game One. <laughs> yeah. So State of Origin Game One was Wednesday, the 9th of June, in Townsville. Now I, I missed some stuff from May because I know there was some restrictions in May that were lifted at the start of June, 
But it's really tough trying to find all of these things. I've ended up having to go off the Queensland Health Twitter page yeah. and just go through their timeline because the the COVID restrictions page on the Queensland government website, they just update the same page every yep. time. So they don't have a an actual timeline yep. there. So you have to piece it together yourself. So uh, State of Origin Game 1, uh, Wednesday the 9th of June in Townsville, and the crowd number was 27,533 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm going I'm gonna to throw the crowd numbers out there because as you guys would know, when you have like actual lockdowns, and obviously this wasn't a lockdown time, mm-hmm. but when you have them, it's like you're only allowed a, ma- a maximum of two people to visit your house if it's for a good reason. Yeah, you can ten people at funerals if only if half are dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can only have I think if you're a, a, a closed in restaurant, you can only have people there if they've got four meters yeah, squared around them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, so on from one a.m. Uh, on Friday, the 11th of June, so it looks like it's two days later, but it's really only 24 yep. hours later, we had border restrictions to Greater Melbourne. So uh, Greater Victoria, uh, Greater Melbourne and Victoria were declared COVID-19 hotspots. Anyone who had been to Greater Melbourne in the last 14 days will not be allowed to enter Queensland except for a limited range of people who can enter for essential purposes. Now, I threw that bit in there because obviously there was some Melbourne-based players and staff mm. that would have played in or been up there for Origin uh, two days prior to that. On the 20th, so we're talking nine days later, that was when that cabin crew member tested positive and there was a contact tracing alert for Brisbane. Mm-hmm. So that's on the 20th of June. Now, a week later, the 27th of June, there was a Queensland Health public health alert. So Brisbane and Sunshine Coast areas, because Queensland had recorded two new cases of COVID-19 in the community. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... There was, there's been a lot of cases recorded in hotel quarantine. Not worried about that. Yeah, yeah. It's we're kind the of community those, stuff. right? Because we, we exactly. sort of know where they come from. Yeah, and obviously they're international rivals, and as long as it doesn't get out, that's okay. So the ones in the community are the problem, and that's usually what triggers lockdowns anyway. So 27th of June, two two cases were recorded, and there was contact tracing and testing underway. Now, that afternoon, Queensland Health then found a further case, Mm -hmm. which was that minor who had uh, come back from, I think it was the Northern Territory, had gone through the uh, Brisbane airport, had been in the community in Brisbane for a day. Mm -hmm. That, so, still on the same day, because that's the 27th of June, was State of Origin Game 2. Right. Where was that held? Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Okay. Crowd number, (laughs) 52,273 people. Yep. Okay. But they wore a mask on the way in. Yeah. They they wore... You had to wear a mask on the way in and on on your exit. Yeah. And if you... You're only allowed to cheer with one arm up in the air... No, you can literally cheer as much as you like. But if you stood up to give a standing ovation, you had to put your mask on. Okay. And it's interesting because I... It's funny that you brought that point up because I have heard... Uh, what's Dr... What's her name again? Jeanette, Jeanette Young. Jeanette Young. So I've heard her state that the reason why it's okay to have your mask on off when you're sitting down at the game is because they know what your seat numbers are so they can contact trace the mm. people around you. That makes sense. Well... Does it make sense? It does. Uh, so they're happy for it to spread, provided they can contact trace the people. Yeah. Keep, keep going and we'll come back to it. Cool. So we'll, we'll go, circle back. So we'll circle back to circle it. Circle back. So the next day, 28th of June, face masks were required for South East Queensland. Mm-hmm. And now considering as well the expiration date of the state emergency at this point was the 29th of June. Yes. Which was... Sorry, and that date was set when? The Back month in March. Prior. Yeah, March. In okay. March. Oh, March. Yep. Yeah. So end of March, when it was supposed to expire the first time, went into lockdown, we extended it to June. Yep. Uh, lockdown commenced on Tuesday, the 29th of June, mm. until Friday, the 2nd of July. And then it was extended in Greater Brisbane until 6pm on Saturday, the 3rd of July. Yep. Which you'll remember being a... Cost gr- me three leads. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. There you go. So impact on small business. Yep. Uh, the state of emergency at that point was extended until the 29th of September. Mm-hmm. Now, there is currently a bill in front of Parliament to amend that legislation and change the date from September to the end of April. It hasn't passed yet. It will pass. That's, that's my prediction. It will pass. September or end of April 2022. 2022. Yeah, okay. And, and this, is, this is what sort of comes into my two predictions sure. as well. So uh, you can actually jump on the Queensland Government legislation website. There is a bill currently in front of Parliament. It was tabled on the 16th of June. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it's amending the dates on the current legislation that's in there. Sure. So it will pass. There will be no, no there'll be no fanfare, but yeah, it'll, yeah, no it'll pass. Yeah. So 
On the 3rd of July, we had a COVID update. So there was eight new cases. Five of them were locally acquired. On the 4th of July, there was a COVID update. We had two new cases with one of them being locally acquired, the other one in hotel quarantine. Mm -hmm. So that's on the Sunday, the 4th of July. Yep. Day after lockdown was lifted. Uh, Sunday, 4th of July, Broncos versus Sharks. Where? Suncorp Stadium, middle of Brisbane. Now, they had a crowd number of 13,840 people, but they were approved to have 100% capacity. Which is 55,000. It's 52,000 people. Same as what the, the origin crowd was. Now, you weren't going to get 52,000 people from Brisbane to go and watch the Broncos get pumped. (laughs) Now, they won, funnily enough, uh, but you were never going to sell that game out. So, that's on the 4th. On the 5th, so the next day, we had a COVID update. We had four new locally acquired cases. Mm -hmm. On the 7th, we had another update. One new locally acquired case from a close contact. Also on the 7th, Rugby Union. Wallabies versus France. International game. Where? In Brisbane, in Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. Same capacity. Crowd number was 17,821 people, but 100% capacity was approved again. Okay. Okay. Uh, fast forward, you've got State of Origin Game 3. So we've still got mouse mandates and stuff sure. during this period of time. So State of Origin Game 3, 14th of July in Rabina on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, crowd was a capacity crowd, 26,307 people into Rabina. The next day, the mask mandate got extended for seven days as we had three new cases recorded, including that fully vaccinated airport worker. Mm-hmm. Now, this leaves us where we're at today. So it's, today's the 17th, so we're two days two days later. What am I... Pre- well, let, let's okay, have so some let comments me, on this me, first. Let and me then paint we can, it like... Yeah. Okay, the, com- the comments. My comment is that people have been joking about... Uh, when these lockdowns come, mm-hmm. and the one thing that because you 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 uh, you aligned it up with the NRL games, mm. there's also the school holiday factor as well. Mm-hmm. That it seemed that every school holiday there was a yeah. lockdown or a new mandate or something that that, that came out. Mm-hmm. To talk about the mask on the way in, know where you are seated. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a friend of mine that is a police officer mm-hmm. who's who sort of explained to me why he it makes more sense now with the information that he he knows about contact tracing mm-hmm. why it's important to have these like everyone stop mm-hmm. you know so so we know where where everyone is so mm-hmm. so we can trace it so that part I kind of cop the although I'm not a hundred I think we're doing some ourselves some other damage with the masks on because yeah. you know wear a mask for a full day and smell it well, <laughs> right, yeah, right? yeah. but not, not even that just we human beings need oxygen to survive. Well, but, so, but you're not. I mean, it, does, it barely restricts your oxygen. But I I disagree with that. I I disagree that it restricts your oxygen levels. When if but, it doesn't restrict your oxygen, it probably don't restrict COVID. But it does prevent droplets. <laughs> yep. Except that you are just filling it with your own bacteria all day. So yeah. so in in a in a hospital, they will swap them over every so often. Like yeah. a, it's like fifteen or twenty minutes or thirty minutes or something like that, mm. and they'll actually replace those yeah. masks which we're not doing we, no. you know we've got one in, in your back pocket mm. been to the toilet used it to wipe and then and then walking around yeah yeah now as a is it good as a signpost for humans to say okay let's be vigilant let's remain socially distant let's do those things maybe it's a signal for that mm-hmm. but there are there's some, probably some other damage there yeah now the for the, yeah, when I've been following social media, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Twitter, everyone was talking about how it was. It seemed surprising that you're allowed to have these games, yeah, and then not allowed to do real menial things like me open my business or have three people visit your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was so. So <clears throat> my my comments on that. So as far as masks go, I. I think that masks obviously will have some sort of effect in restricting the spread of the, of the mm. virus. Mm. That's why Asian countries have been using masks forever yep. for when, and that's that's one of the reasons why they got on top of things very quickly because it's just such a natural thing for them. You feel sick, you put a mask on to protect your yep. your other people. So, got no problem with that. Where where I have the issues is the the thought process behind why. In, say, a restaurant, for example, when you're seated with maybe members of your household, 
the the mandates are that you need to have four meters squared of extra space because it's indoors. Have you ever sat at a, in a seat at Suncorp Stadium? Yes, I have. Yeah, you d- you don't have you, you can't social distance. You touch. You, you don't touch have one point five meters yeah. between you. You just don't like you. But within a one point five meter squared radius, you'll have nine people. Because it'll be you, three people in front, three people behind, two people beside yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So you've got nine people. But open air? Well, yeah, but you've also got screaming people who are, are yelling at, at the players on the field, whether they're standing or seated. Yeah. So. Did you see that? Did I send you that meme someone made where the guy's eating and then there's uh, COVID's watching him? And he goes to stand up, and the COVID goes to stand up, and he goes, <laughs> no. oh, almost got you. <laughs> no, I hadn't seen that one. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, but, but, so, look, I get the whole thing around the, the contact tracing. Mm. I understand that. But the double standards of that sort of contact tracing element, when if you wanted to have people over at your house in lockdown, could you not just record the names of everyone who came over? And then if you if a case of COVID uh, arose from your household, you could call every single person up or you could tell the contact tracers, here's the list of the people that visited my house on that day. Yeah. Uh, so that to me... I was a bit crushed because I was small business. Yeah. And, and to know that they could have a capacity crowd at Oregon. It's a clear double standard. Yeah. And then, like my customers were, like they were just like, I'm not coming in because I don't want to risk a fine. Yeah. And, and Which is fair enough. But absolutely. And that's something else that you need to consider too. So with these, when we are in lockdown, the restrictions are, if you can't, if you're not going out for one of the uh, acceptable reasons, which is the getting essential food, doing essential work or study, uh, providing care to someone who, who needs it. Mm. And what's the other one? Anyway, there's four, there's four reasons that you're allowed to leave the house. Exercise. Exercise and local yep. area. That's right. So those are the four reasons that you're allowed to leave the house. If you're leaving for a reason other than those, at the discretion of a police officer who picks you up, if they do, the fine's $1,334.50 mm. for leaving the house. How do they get to that figure? I don't know. How do they get to that figure? That that's all boggles my mind. Is like $1,334.33. Sorry, no, you're right. $1,334.50. Like, what's that? They may as well have gone $1,234.50. It's grand? So make it one, two, three, four, five. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. 1750 like pick round numbers yeah now also during the mask mandate times it's on the spot fines of 200 bucks if you get caught without wearing a mask mm. and now to the credit of the Queensland Police Service they've been extremely discretionary with handing these things yeah. out they generally will give you a mask if you don't have yeah. one they will ask you to comply and they do state in their press conferences that they only will find someone when they then flat out refuse to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. wear it. They've been very good about it. They've been great. Yeah. And I I feel really sorry for them because people are going to hate the cops for them having to uphold rules which they may or may not agree with sure. at the same time. Yeah. So, my my problem with all of this stuff... I'm a, I'm a massive footy fan. I love the fact that I can watch the footy on the weekend. But I don't want to watch the footy at the expense of everyone else. Mm. I don't think that's fair. Mm. You've got a small business. I've got a, a young child who, uh, he, he doesn't speak much at the moment, so he gets a lot of his cues from our faces. You, you go out somewhere, you put a mask on, he's visibly sad mm. because he can't understand what's going on. Yeah. It's, it scares him. It yeah. probably scares other kids too, right? So there, what I have a problem with is the clear double standard between a, a juggernaut like the NRL being able to run their games and what every other small business owner or just citizen of this state is able to do. Mm. You're even seeing it now. So so I'll get to, I'll get to my predictions because this is this is sort of all going to all going to roll in. Yeah, sure. Why do I think that bill's just going to pass with no fanfare to extend the date from end of September to end of April? I know why. Cuz why wouldn't it? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. But there's no reason, there's no reason for the the people that are voting on that bill in parliament there's no reason to not extend it to not extend it correct there's also a key reason why you can't afford to not extend it without going into another lockdown the nrl grand final is on the 3rd of october right okay and queensland's now in line to pick that up 
Right. So we never get the NRL Grand Final. I think we got... Did we get it last year? I can't even remember. But I think because there was COVID issues in Sydney last year, we may have picked it up then. Actually can't remember. But because we managed to pick up all three Origin games and let them run without a hitch, now we would be in line because they've, they've just brought all the teams up to Queensland. They're yeah. all in a bubble now in Queensland so they can keep playing out the season. And I feel that will continue for the foreseeable future because obviously Sid- Sydney and Melbourne are getting smashed again yeah. with they're both in lockdown again yeah. as of today. So I th- there's no way that you would be able to put our state into lockdown on the 29th of September like they have like clockwork every other 29th of the quarter to yeah. extend the state of emergency. You couldn't justify to put us in a lockdown on the 29th to extend it and then have a sold-out capacity stadium at Suncorp mm-hmm. three days later for yeah. for the NRL Grand Final. So that's that's one thing. My so what so what date are you calling the lockdown? I think we will have a snap lockdown this week. Okay. And this is my reasoning behind that. We currently, we've brought all the NRL teams up so they can all play games at Queensland stadiums this weekend. Mm -hmm. We will not talk about COVID cases over the weekend while these games go on. But then, just like clockwork, I think we'll start talking about these, there's these been these new community transmission cases and we've got to do contact tracing and we'll have a snap lockdown this week. It'll be three days and the snap lockdown will go from probably Tuesday till Thursday. Yeah. And then they'll end the, the... Friday night's a great night for football. Yep, yeah. yep. Because it always happens. Towards the end of the lockdowns, uh, we've got Anastasia Palaszczuk. We've got some really good news, guys. Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. some good news. Can I also say, too, that NRL players aren't best known for maintaining the rules? Like, like, like playing within the rules yeah. outside of the game? Well, we've had two, obviously, extremely high-profile cases of that recently, which was the Dragons having their team barbecue party at their house, which, conflicting accounts on how raucous it actually was, and there was no one from outside their bubble that went to it, Mm. but still was against the rules. But then you also had Jai Arrow bringing a girl back to his house uh, during Queensland Origin Camp for the last camp. So it was someone external from the bubble Mm. coming in, and uh, so he got kicked out of the, the Queensland Origin team. So... If you think that having all of the NRL teams living probably on the Gold Coast, <laughs> if you think that they're going to... It's a recipe for disaster. But yeah. I will say, I also feel bad for, the, for these players that are having to do this bubble and all, the, all this quarantining. Like, it sucks. It's, it must be hard on them and, the, and their families. Same as yeah. like the Formula One. The reason why Melbourne has cancelled the Formula One is the, the government wanted the drivers, or not all the teams... To quarantine for two weeks prior. Yeah. And why? Like, Yeah. And look, I see what you're saying about the NRL players, but at the end of the day, they're still being allowed to work when other people aren't. Mm. And they get paid very well for it. Mm. So I think for them, they should be happy to have the opportunity to work. They should have enough respect for what everything else that's going on to understand how privileged that position is mm. and to actually make sure they're doing the right things to ensure they're not causing a lockdown in the whole state. Oh, can we place a punt on whether that happens? Because I would like to say that something comes out that someone was being naughty during that time. I'm sure. I, I'm not taking that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, obviously, I've obviously started a show which is about punting, and I've, I've again, had some mixed results, but you know, this you, is about I'm not taking. Quotation, punting. Yeah, punting. <laughs> punting. Yeah, it's called losing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll redeem myself tomorrow, yep. but yeah. So so that's part that's part of my prediction. I think we're going to have a snap lockdown possibly this week mm-hmm. because you've got Sydney in lockdown, you've got Melbourne in lockdown. We've got cases in in Queensland at the moment, and we've also just started the alert out for the contact tracing because you had the fully vaccinated airport worker who just tested positive who has been in the community as well. How does that happen? It seems impossible. Yeah. Well. <laughs> this this isn't about vaccines. This episode. This is about restrictions. So so that was my. Oh, actually, there's part of us that is going to be about vaccines. It's yeah. my next prediction. Because the okay, you, you do your part. Okay. So another reason why I feel like the so what what I found really interesting about the extension from the 29th till the t- the end of April. Mm. It's obviously a massive extension, 
And considering the fact that the vaccine rollout, which is apparently supposed to solve all the problems, is ramping up already, we've got more supply coming in, and that every other time we've extended the state of emergencies, by, it's been on by three-month chunks. Mm. I don't really understand how you can justify extending for that. It was a, a, an additional seven-month period, so more than double what we normally extend it by, when theoretically we're supposed to have more vaccine supply coming through, we're supposed to have more people vaccinated. So theoretically, it should be less transmissible based on the medical advice that they keep telling everyone. So I don't understand how you can justify extending it for seven months instead of three. Mm. But I have a theory on this. Mm -hmm. And the theory is, because if you've been watching... So when people, when all the politicians say this is not about politics, it is all about it's politics. About politicians politics. gone on politics. It's 50% about yeah, politics. Yeah, politicians gone on politics yeah. the whole time. And there is this dance going on, particularly between Queensland and Victoria and the federal government at the moment, where... Queensland and Victoria go into lockdown. They blame the lockdowns on the federal government's bungling of the vaccine mm. rollout. Supply, yep. supply. So, I feel like... Because this is straight out of the Democrats' playbook from last year during their federal election. Because you had Democrat governors who locked their states down. This They're, is in America. This is in America. Yep. So, you had Democratic governors locking their states down tanking their own economies because Donald Trump was running on how strong the economy was mm. pre-COVID. So if you could show the economy was going bad under Trump, that took that string out of his bow. I feel like we're seeing something similar with particularly Palaszczuk and the Dan Andrews government where they lock their citizens down, which upsets the citizens. They tell their citizens the reason why they're locked down is because there's not enough vaccines around. And the reason why there's not enough vaccines around is because ScoMo and the federal government have stuffed up the rollout. Mm. Now, the date of the end of April, that's around when the next federal election is supposed to be held. You're right. So my prediction is this. Regardless of the vaccination number, regardless of anything else that's going on, I think, unfortunately, we'll continue to see regular lockdowns until the next federal election is called. And that's what infuriates me the most, and especially when I talk to people that are kind of aloof to to that aspect of it, mm. that our livelihoods are being changed yep. for reasons that aren't necessarily, now, in some, mostly for our benefit. I'll, I'll give them that. Mostly for our benefit. Debatable. But if, but if you're... If, if your prediction, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I, I can totally see it, because look at the effects on the people. Their people are saying, I just want it to go mm, I just want I, it to go away. Yeah, yeah, and I just want, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it is a really strong political tool. It's the strongest ever, where you, mm. you've had, you've, you've, never in Australian history has, has the government had so much power, uh, power over, mm. over, over us people. And if you think that I'm, I'm being just a, an anti-Labour... Uh, campaigner. That's not the case at all because the federal government's playing games at the moment too. And so I, I heard ScoMo's press conference from, I think it was this morning, where what you'll notice the federal government will do, anytime they get grilled on the vaccine rollout, the federal government, so usually ScoMo or Frydenberg, will quote numbers coming out of the UK. Right. Why is that relevant? Because the UK's got an extremely high vaccinated percentage. They're, they're at about 80% has had at least one dose of the vaccination. Yeah, they're about six, no, it's like 66% now have had two. And yet they continue to get, I think they got 40,000 new cases yesterday. Right. So in other words, you've got this play, like you said, playing both sides, mm -hmm. where the federal government's going, look, great news, we've got all these vaccines coming, they're on their way, everyone's going to be able to get a vaccine if they want it. Then when people go, well, you've bungled this vaccine rollout, they go, well, look at the UK. They're all vaccinated and they're still getting tens of thousands of cases every single day. Yeah, I watched one of those and it was a real clap back. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So so they're obviously playing the politics games too. So sure. this, is, this is not a pro-Labor, pro pro-Liberal thing. This is this politics going to politics. This is politicians doing politics. Yeah. And if you think that Anastasia Palaszczuk is is just trying to look out for your best interests and keep you safe with all the decisions that she's making and that she's not playing with politics. Let me remind you of this. I think it was first quarter, 2020, we were forced to go to the polls. There was a state election. 
Yeah, that's right. So right at the beginning of the global pandemic, so when no one knew... you can't do anything. You, you couldn't do anything. Yep. You, you know, th- this is when everyone was masked up. Everything was like mm-hmm. uh, ca- uh, limits on how many people with inside businesses and buildings. Yep. We, we were, and this was back when people didn't know what COVID really was. Yeah. We didn't know how transmissible, how deadly. All we knew was there was this new virus going around. The scientists and the health community has never seen it before. And yet, even so, Anastasia Palaszczuk still forced us to go and vote in person mm-hmm. at the polls to vote her in so she keeps her job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I remember sitting in line going, this is mental. I was freaked out. I had a two-month-old baby. Yeah. And, and Nate had a stomach issue at the time too. So it was like this like rare as stomach condition. And Amanda, Amanda and I, we, we remember it. We went out to the polls. Everyone's trying to social distance. We brought our own gloves. We brought our own pencils. Yeah. Like we didn't know how, how deadly this thing was going to be. And we're first time parents with a newborn mm. freaking out going, what if we catch something while we go out? Yeah. So if you think that Anastasia Palaszczuk is not playing politics, she She's already done it. She already forced you out of your homes, regardless of how dangerous it was for you, because we didn't know at the time, to, to go and vote her back in. Yeah. And we did. I, I just really, I'm concerned about that amount of power being, and just being constantly used. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah. Because those places that have opened up, like I said, it's, it's, cases are not the barometer of whether you're doing well or not. No. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that's the wrong metric. And yeah. if you keep if you keep looking at that metric, it's never going to go away. Yeah, and and the problem is too is when when they when you've got politicians who can, who for every decision they make just go it's just based on the medical advice. It's it's just based on the medical advice. Well, like you said, cases don't necessarily mean that it's better or worse the media tells us every single day that every new strain comes out there's a lambda strain coming from peru now you guys probably haven't heard of it but i'm sure you will every new strain that comes out they say it's more contagious and more deadly the way viruses work because i've immersed myself in this subject is generally as a virus gets more transmissible it becomes less deadly because the whole point of it transmitting from person to person is to survive. There is there is no benefit to a virus to kill its host mm. because then it's got nowhere to live and it will die out. So typically with every other virus, what happens is they, they do mutate and they do become more transmissible. But as the transmissible uh, percentage goes up, generally the deadly percentage goes down. Mm. And the media still keeps saying, Delta variant, more transmissible, more deadly. Okay, we've had we've had two people die from it in Sydney. I'll acknowledge that. So now we're up to three deaths from COVID so far this year, which is neck and neck with the confirmed deaths from the vaccine rollout. Mm. Uh, but you, one of the deaths was a 93-year-old woman mm. in Sydney. The other one was like a 70-year-old guy. Yeah. So, I mean, the headline from the 93-year-old woman should have been, woman makes it to 93, yeah, yeah. well done. Had a, had a great job. Yeah, had a great life, you know. Yeah. And there's also that that selective usage of wordings in that it's things like so so on on the the TGA weekly COVID safety report for vaccines it has 355 people have uh, reported dying shortly after being vaccinated only three of them they can 100% say was to do with the vaccination because it was TTS, so the thrombosis with thrombocytopenia syndrome from the AstraZeneca jabs. So 352 of them are just classed as coincidences at the moment. Mm. However, on the flip side of it, if you have a 93-year-old person who dies, it dies with COVID. Not necessarily dies of COVID, but they get classed as a COVID death number. Yeah. So if you die and you've got COVID, you, you're being counted as a COVID yeah. death number, regardless of whether or not it was something else that actually killed you too. Yeah. So, so the, again, that's the problem with data. And we've said this a million times. Data can tell whatever story that you want it to tell. Yeah. But, so getting back to predictions. So like I said before, my predictions are, we're going to be talking snap lockdown this week. So I'm sorry if it comes true. I really hope that I'm wrong on this one as well. Like I was wrong about Tommy Turbo anytime try score. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Tommy. You screwed me, mate. You absolutely screwed me. Uh, so I reckon we'll be having a snap lockdown this week. 
I think that the, and I'll be keeping an eye on that on that bill to see when it passes. It normally takes ages to pass bills anyway, and they've got three months to do it. Yep. So it'll pass at some point and they'll extend it out to, to April uh, 2022. And I do predict you're going to see that dance. And the dance is going to be, we go into lockdown and like you said, around school holidays or a time that really affects people. So you get maximum impact. Mm. So we go into lockdown, the, the state government's, bitch about the bungled vaccine rollout and it's all ScoMo's fault and you're locked down because ScoMo bungled the vaccine rollout and that'll continue on until we go to a federal election next year. Interesting. So, okay, so after the federal election, then what is your... So whoever comes in, Mm -hmm. whatever happens, what do you think happens from there? Well, what, what happened in America when Biden got into office? Well, he enforced things hard, but now they're relatively back to normal. So they're still getting heaps of cases over there. Yeah. So, and again, this is just another coincidence, purely coincidental. The day that Biden was inaugurated, so 20th of January, the World Health Organization put out new guidance for PCR tests and lowered the cycle count. Mm. Just a coincidence. Mm. And seemingly overnight, the amount of cases went down mm. in America yeah, because maybe. you're obviously not going to find as many mm. if you don't cycle it up as much. Uh... So, getting back to Australian politics, it's really going to depend on, I think, who gets in. But I, don't, I honestly don't know what happens after that. I just feel like that this is my short-term predictions. The states are playing a politics game. Yep. And it's of to the end of getting ScoMo voted out and Albanese voted in. <clears throat> Where's the, we need some super independent to come through. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't done any research into it, but I want to find like an independent that's going to get my vote. We need, we need to get like the Joe Rogan of Australia. So you guys need to build up our channel so we can become the Joe Rogan of Australia. I don't think anybody wants that. <clears throat> I look like the sort of guy who could run a country. <laughs> but you bet on things that lose. Oh, you, you don't, you don't we're going to build high-speed rail from here to... Here to uh, Mate, we're, Caratha. we're currently betting on a vaccine program that doesn't stop you from getting the disease. Yeah. And then we're locked down based on cases, I not, have a feeling not hospitalizations and deaths. My optimistic approach, I think just like what ha- has happened in the US and the UK, because we do kind of model ourselves after them, mm-hmm. we will get to the point where they'll realise we've just got to we've just got to we've just got to pull the plug and just get back to it, and it will be what it will be. Because, mm. Only because we are influenced by them. Do I think they're playing political games? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of weight to what, what you've said. And that could mean that we get extended out further purely because mm. of the way that our elections are set up. Could I just make another point on that point? Mm. So we haven't talked about COVID or vaccines for two weeks. What's the federal government's model number for a vaccinated threshold to, to get out of phase one? They haven't said it. Oh, it's been two weeks. We haven't figured it out yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. But it'll be a scientific number, not a political number. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there are some, definitely <laughs> some games being played, and I don't like it. I am one of the people that's affected by mm-hmm. uh, by this. And there's, there's a lot of people out there that, that I've speak, spoken to that aren't affected. And then they're just like, no, oh, that's fine, it's fine. But yeah. then, you know, my gym next door had to, had to lock, you know, some of those trainers only get paid per... Of course, per client. Per client. But client can't come in. And there's no there's no assistance. There's no financial well, assistance. Well, they're, they're starting to bring out some more now. I'm so, not eligible. No, you won't be eligible, no. of course. But that, that you just raised an interesting point, because this is something that gets my goat, grinds my gears a little bit, is I've had similar conversations with certain people who are not affected by any of this or are even on the flip side, affected in a positive way yeah. by this. And it, a lot of people that I speak to are only guided by how it affects themselves. Yeah. And so, that's a natural, that's human nature to do that. Yeah, look, it is, <clears throat> but it's selfish. It is selfish. And look, at the end of the day, for me, I'm a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. So I can stay at home. Yeah. It, there's no... The only thing that affects me is if I want to take Nate to a theme park or, or something like that with a lot of people around and I can't do that or if Amanda and I want to go out for dinner or whatever the case may be. But I am relatively unaffected by these lockdowns because I spend a lot of time at home or exercising in my local area anyway. Mm. 
but it breaks my heart when I see like I'm I'm the son of parents who we had a, a small business. We went for oh. thirty years. We had a small business, mm. and one of the things that was always interesting when we were growing up was the stripper shops that that our dad or well, mum and dad's pizza shop was on on Main Street on Tambury Mountain. You used to see small businesses start in those other shops every three to six months. Come and go. Then they would just come and go because no one could make it work because having a small business is hard. Yeah. And in Australia, we talk about all the time the the rhetoric of small business is the lifeblood of this country. Mm. Well, these conditions, we small businesses can't survive these conditions. And they favour the big the big guys. Absolutely. They favour the big box. Yeah. So there's a well, there was a a Korean cafe on this street. Yeah. Just up the road, which has been there for five years. They've shut down. Yeah. They're done. So do I think that they would have had to shut down without all these restrictions? No. We mm. we ate there just before they mm. shut down. They're, they're a good good little cafe. Mm. And the problem is that then... So the governments have been coming out. So this is another thing that... But this is states and, and federal that have been saying this. They've been coming out and they've been pulling themselves over. Look at our... Look how good the economy is going. Look at the employment rate. So I heard uh, oh, pa- yeah. Palaszczuk yeah, was saying that they were expecting it to be 7% unemployment in Queensland and it's down to 5.1% and that's such a great result and look how good we're going. So who are these people employed by? Because if, 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 if a stack of small businesses are closing down, that means these people are employed by the big box stores of yeah. Coles, Woolies, Kmart, Targets, the ones who are, have been allowed to stay open the whole time. Yep. But and also, thrived. how many of these people are employed in things like the new vaccination hubs and stuff like that? So there's been there's been talk through the media of one of the issues that we're going to get as vaccine supply becomes more available is we don't have enough people to be able to administer all these vaccines. And there's all these different vaccination hubs which have just sprung up everywhere. Mm. Now, they've had to employ people, obviously, to be able to carry out those, those vaccinations. Those aren't regular ongoing jobs no. once this is all done. Yeah. Or maybe they will be because maybe you're going to need your booster shot every year because yeah. the new... Alpha gamma strain is going to come out, double uranium strain, yeah. and you, you're going to have to get your new booster shot every single year. But those aren't ongoing jobs. Yeah, the other thing about the employment thing is, though those those big box jobs, they aren't they aren't really high paying, mm-hmm. and they're not even full hours. A lot of them are on part time. Yeah, so there's underemployment and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely, too. lots yeah. of underemployment where and they can just wind wind your hours up, wind them down. Uh, how you see fit now part-time work is, has lasted forever but yep. you know you, you should be able to you should be able to start a business and go okay i need someone that's going to work f- give them the 40 hours a week 38 hours a week yeah week in week out you know w- mm-hmm. with no problems but it's just not happening yeah it's just not happening under these conditions it's just it's hard to do it mm. and so look, what what's what's the point of even talking about this because it's a pretty depressing subject mm. i think what my point is coming out of this is the only things that we can control are ourselves, how we respond to situations, and we do need to be really clear and sort of vote with our feet on, on certain subjects because sure. it's one of the only bits of power that we do have as yep. a regular citizen. And I want you to be mindful of the fact that your regular news cycle is designed to remove things from your brain that they don't want you to remember, mm-hmm. such as Palaszczuk making us go to the polls right at the start of the pandemic, such as Fauci's emails being leaked about the lab leak theory, such as Bill Gates protecting patents on the vaccine. So anyone out there that's vac- pro-vaccine, we could all have it by now if there wasn't the patent protection. Oh. So the news cycle is designed to get you to forget about those things, and think about whatever it is that they want you to think about. Mm. And I'll give you a, a... So they can sell toilet paper. So they can sell toilet paper. And, and, well, that's the best point, because a lot of people think that when we're saying this, it's to sell you the rhetoric of what's in the news stories. That's not it. Where do the sales come in? When you turn the news on, is there advertising the ad breaks? Mm. Yes. So what they're talking about is designed to hold your attention... So that when their advertisers come to them and want to sell toilet paper, they put a toilet paper ad on during yeah. the news. Look how many views I get and how do you get views? By yeah. being shocking. Here's an interesting story too, which I think I told you about during the week. Uh, there's in America, and again, this is America, but this is still something to consider because obviously I, I, I watch a lot of what happens in America because it tends to flow down to here mm. anyway. 
So in America, there is two different sort of news anchors. One's a Democrat, one's a Republican. And the Democrat one's Rachel Maddow, the Republican one's Tucker Carlson. And Rachel Maddow recently was sued for defamation by someone because she did a story roasting someone was factually untrue. Mm -hmm. In a court of law, Rachel Maddow's lawyer argued that no one who watches that show thinks it's the real news or real journalism. They think it's an entertainment show. She's an entertainer and she's putting on a performance. Right. They argued that in what, court. What, what does she host? I don't know who she is. I don't, I don't know what her show... It's one of those news shows with like a polarising person. Right. So, the but politically... Like Alan Jones. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same thing. So, and, and Tucker Carlson's the exact same person, but on the other side of the aisle, on, sure. on the Republican side. So, they have actually classified those people now as performers, not mm. as journalists. Mm. Because it is performative. But... That's got to make you think about our own media landscape yeah. that, that we've got here in Australia. And, and one of the things that I think about a lot is I often go to the ABC to try to get... My, my old thought was a more balanced, yeah. less commercialised yeah. news cycle. Well, ABC News has got ads on it now as well. So yeah. they are selling advertising. There is obviously funding from the government too, which... Earlier in the year, the federal government cut some of the funding to ABC, right. and you can definitely tell that the ABC's got a little bit more of an anti-federal government slant to yep. it now. But also, at the end of the day, they are the public broadcaster, which is paid for by our taxpayer dollars, mm. which is going to push the government's agenda. And everything on the ABC has been about getting vaccinated for, yep. for months now, since the rollout. It is marketing. It's extremely effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is extremely effective. Because that's what most of the populace, that's what they see. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you bring... And, and again, once... So this is this is the cycle, like we we're saying. So let's talk about lab leak theory. The mainstream media news cycle pushed the bat soup narrative in our faces for months. Mm. Had Fauci on TV talking about bat soup for months. Then his emails get l released at the start of this year, which should be one of the biggest scandals... Mm. In our, in our recent history, at Most least. Most people don't know what happened. Yep. Most people don't even know what happened. But Freedom of Information Act, 3,200 pages of Dr. Anthony Fauci's emails, where he knew back in January that there was this new virus on the, le on, on the loose, that it was... Uh, part of it looks like it's genetically engineered. And he was asking the question, basically, are we exposed here? Yeah. You guys don't... like Well, not maybe not you guys, because anyone who watches this knows from us talking about it. But turn on the mainstream media. Are we talking about this? Yeah. It's one of the biggest scandals in our recent history, but we don't talk about it. So what, what are we talking about now? We will be talking about lockdown in Sydney, lockdown in Melbourne, COVID cases. That's what we're talking about. The Haitian president just got assassinated. Yeah. There's been brief stories about it on our news over here. But apart from brief stories about it, we're not talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, stuff. is that not a big deal? That's so the news. yeah, like that's so that's the news. So when you turn on the news, don't expect to see the news. Expect to see something that like clickbaity. How can I hold your attention? Just like social media. Yeah, and now it could be it could be based on it. It's based on the news. Yeah, but whether it's right or wrong is. Yeah, and it's it's also. And they never get held to account. And that's the other thing too. They they never get held to account. And then you you see an example of Rachel Maddow trying to be held to account by someone suing her for defamation. And oh no, but she's a performer, so so it's fine. All right, we need to wrap this up because I've got to go. Cool. Anyway, thanks very much for joining us, guys. Let uh, let us know in the comments if you think any of my predictions will actually come true, or if I'm full of shit like it was <laughs> during the week. Check oh check out Jason's new show too. Yeah yeah, not just the tip uh, coming out. Probably Wednesday, Thursday, every single week, just depending on what sporting events are on. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. It mm. was my first run-through on, on the week, so and first run-through using all the new technology and stuff like that as well, so I will get better. Stick with me. My tips will get better too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you next RDO, guys.